What is a histogram and how can it help us when we shoot? Hi and welcome to episode 114 of the Photography Explained podcast. I'm your host Rick and in each episode I will try to explain one photographic thing to you in plain English in less than 10 minutes-ish without the irrelevant details. What I tell you is based on my lifetime of photographic experience and not Google. No Google required, but I did meet my camera for this one, which was nice. Before I go on, I need your help. I need your questions to answer. More on this at the end, but please have a think while you listen to this splendid episode. Right, here is the answery bit. A histogram is a visual representation of the tones in a photo. A histogram is a graph which shows the distribution of the range of tones from black to white. Histograms can be found in most cameras and also in image editing software such as Lightroom. A histogram will tell you if a photo has been underexposed or overexposed or if the exposure is okay. Every histogram is different and the data in a histogram can help with image capture and processing. Right, well that was my answer and I need to get into this one. And don't worry, this is not as bad as it sounds, neither is it as dull as it sounds. A graph about a photograph doesn't sound exciting, does it? I'm not going to lie to you. But this will be fine and it will help you. It really will help you. Right then, first off, what is a histogram? Well, a histogram is a visual or graphical representation of data using different bar heights for the different ranges of data. Does that help? No, not really. Oh well, I tried. Move on, Rick. Don't worry, don't turn off. We're going straight into photography specifics. What does a histogram show? Well, I'm going to go straight into a practical explanation using my camera. I find that this works quite well using my actual camera rather than a Google search. On my Canon 6D, there are two histograms. And what do they show? Well, I'm going to do something a bit sneaky now. I'm going to let Canon explain. I'm going to read from the Canon 6D manual, okay? Well, if Canon can't get this right, who can? And I have to tell you, I find the way that Canon explain things in the manual so helpful, so well written, so well explained. So I don't feel guilty quoting them because after all I am promoting them as a user of their cameras. Here goes, this is the reedy bit. The brightness histogram shows the exposure level distribution and overall brightness. The RGB histogram is for checking the colour saturation and gradation. Right, that really is helpful isn't it? Thank you Canon. I'd just like to point out that you spelt colour wrong. It's spelt C-O-L-O-U-R, not colour, C-O-L-O-R. Just saying. The manual's so helpful, I'm going to read the next bit from the manual as well. No, it's not me being lazy, but I found a really good source of information that I am happy to repeat. Brightness display. The histogram is a graph showing the distribution of the image's brightness level. The horizontal axis indicates the brightness level, Darker on the left, brighter on the right. While the vertical axis indicates how many pics... Pic <laughs> I can't say pixels. While the vertical axis indicates how many pixels exist for each brightness level. The more pixels there are towards the left, the darker the image. The more pixels there are towards the right, the brighter the image. If there are too many pixels on the left, the shadow detail will be lost. If there are too many pixels on the right, the highlight detail will be lost. The gradation in between will be reproduced. By checking the image and its brightness histogram, you can see the exposure level inclination and the overall gradation. I'm not sure what exposure level inclination means, to be honest with you. But there's more. Oh yes, RGB display. 
Now, I knew about this, but I didn't know what it really did, so I've never used the colour one. There you go, got that one out of the way. So if you've never used it either, you don't need to feel bad. RGB display. The histogram is a graph showing the distribution of each primary colour's brightness levels in the image. RGB, or red, green and blue. Yep, that's what RGB stands for. Red, green and blue. And I'm going to stop there. If you want to know more, just check out any Canon camera manual. They're all freely available online. You can download them as PDFs. The manual goes on, but basically it is the same as for the brightness, showing the values for the three primary colours instead. But there is one bit I will read out. Again, I couldn't put this better myself, so I'm not even going to try. The more pixels there are toward the left, the darker and less prominent the colour. The more pixels there are toward the right, the brighter and denser the colour. Right then, that was the science bit, but what does this all mean? And the first question I guess you're dying to ask me, do I really need to know this? Yes, you do. It's important. How do I know this? Well, you'll find a histogram in every camera as far as I'm aware, but not on the iPhone. I'll come on to that. The default Photos app doesn't have a histogram, but there are apps that do. They're a bit of a workaround, to be honest with you. Every camera? Yes, every camera. And there is a reason for that, okay? If this wasn't important, camera manufacturers wouldn't bother. And neither would Adobe and other image processing software providers. So, yes, this is important. And yes, in my opinion, you need to understand this. So how does a histogram help me? Or you? Or me? Or you? Depends what I mean by me, doesn't it? Does it mean me or does it mean you when you're listening to me talking to you? Sorry, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole again, do I? How does it help us? <laughs> That'll do. Well, if you take a photo and there's a high bit on the left-hand edge, yes, I'm trying to describe in words a graph, which isn't the easiest thing. But I'll tell you what to do in a bit and then you can see for yourself exactly what I'm talking about. If you take a photo and there is a high bit on the left-hand edge, chances are you've underexposed the image. It is too dark and you have lost details and data in the darks. You need to retake the photo using either a wider aperture, slower shutter speed or higher ISO, letting more light reach the camera sensor. Now try this and look at the histogram and everything should have moved to the right. So how does a histogram help me? If you take a photo and there is a high bit on the left hand edge, chances are you've underexposed the image. It is too dark and you've lost details and data in the darks. You need to retake the photo using either a wider aperture, slower shutter speed or higher ISO, each of which will let more light reach the camera sensor, brightening the photo. So if you try this and look at the histogram, everything should have moved to the right. Now the same happens at the other end, but in reverse. You get loads of peaks to the right hand side, and that means you've overexposed an image, so you have to go the other way and underexpose to get back to correctness. That's it in a nutshell. I mean, yeah, sure, there's a lot more to this, but that's the headline news, that's the bit you need to know. The histogram will tell you if you need to change your camera settings to correctly expose an image. Right, the talky bit. Well, you could spend the rest of your photographic life not using the histogram, and if you're happy with that, then fine. I mean, I did for years. Well, okay. When I started off in photography, we didn't have histograms because you didn't get them with film cameras, but <laughs> enough about my age. But before you discount the histogram as being dull, irrelevant, boring, or something you just don't need to know, let me tell you a little bit more. Just stick with me here, okay? And I know that sometimes the histogram will tell you that an image is underexposed or overexposed, even though it looks fine to you. I get that. But what it's telling you is that there's data lost in the lights of the darks. And if you take a photo with all that data, 
without all that data even. You can't get it back. You can't recover something that was never there. So you need to get this data. And a quick tweak to your camera settings and you can get that lost data, which gives you a better photo. Let's not forget our starting point is getting the exposure correct in camera. Yep. And when I say correct, I mean the best exposure that we can achieve for each and every photo. So give this a try. Well, not now after you've finished listening to me. Not now. Give it a sec. There's more to this. So this is what you need to do. Take a photo. Look at the histogram. Learn what's going on and play with the exposure. Underexpose, overexpose. Look at the stuff on your computer and you can see what's really going on. Obviously, on a bigger screen, it's much easier. Now, if you use Lightroom like me, and the only reason I talk about Lightroom is because I use it, the histogram's top right on your screen. And the, the beauty of this is that in Lightroom, it'll show you where you clip the highlights or the shadows in the photo. There's like a, a visual display, and it actually highlights if you select the right thing. It shows you where in the photo you've lost shadows or highlights. It's such a useful thing. And this is all helping to get a photo. Oh, sorry, clipping. Clipping means missed data. I mean, the stuff to the left or the right of the histogram that you've missed. That's what clipping means. And you can get um, on the Canon 60, there's a, there's a highlight alert. If you've missed highlights, the screen flashes. It'll be where the bright white bit is that's got nothing in it. So that's dead handy. And if you do this and have a play around, overexpose, underexpose deliberately. Look at the histogram on your camera. Look at the histogram in Lightroom. Look at these flashing warnings and you'll see what's going on. And by taking these photos and deliberately underexposing and overexposing, you've got your own practical examples to work with, study and learn from. And let me tell you one last thing. Just by doing what I've told you, that will start to improve your photos as you'll have a better understanding and awareness of exposure. You'll understand better underexposing overexposing and correct exposure these are very important fundamentals to taking photos correctly so it's important it's useful it doesn't cost you any money it just costs you a bit of time which is well worth investing to get on top of this as i said before that there's more to histograms than just the left and right of a graph but this is the bit i want to get over to you in this podcast episode after all i've only got 10 minutes ish oh yeah sorry i forgot about phones I said you'll find a histogram in every camera, but not on the iPhone. No, the default Photos app, it doesn't include a histogram, but you can get apps that do. And I think this, and oh, sorry, before I go on, I checked Lightroom Mobile actually on my phone and my iPad and there isn't a histogram there. If you take a photo using the camera in Lightroom, when the photo appears in, in Lightroom on a PC, then there it is rather magically. But in my opinion, this is one of those things that sets cameras a level above phones and always will do. As wonderful as the picture-taking capabilities of phones are these days, it's data like this which we photographers use, which people taking photos with phones, not a criticism, just an observation. They don't use the histogram because they've probably never heard of it and probably don't need it and nothing wrong with that. But we use this information, we use this data to consciously create better photos. So there is a technical side to this, but there's also a level of thought by us photographers. Okay, so that was the talky bit. Apart from, <laughs> apart from one last, last thing, honest, I just wanted to say a quick word about camera manuals. Now, camera manuals are incredibly useful. 
I have a PDF version of my Canon 6D manual on my PC, phone and iPad and it's an incredibly useful reference point and it's one that I refer to all the time when I'm writing blog posts and these podcast episodes. Let's get back to the actual facts of the matter. The camera manufacturer tells you a lot of this stuff in very clear terms. What do I do? Well, I use the brightness histogram. Uh, Well, (laughs) I've written here, I use the brightness histogram one a lot. One a lot, that's dreadful, isn't it? Because it gives me incredibly useful information. I don't use the colour one, though. I've never used it. I've written here the colours I capture are what they are, and with the processing I do in Lightroom, these aren't going to change much. I think there's a bit more to it than that, so I'm going to look into that one when I've got a spare, I don't know, 10 minutes, hour, who knows. But for now, for me, the brightness histogram is very important and very useful information that I use and I recommend that you learn and understand. Related episodes, well, there's lots and lots of them. Just check out the episode page on the podcast website to find out what I've spoken about so far. I don't want to bore you by listing them here. I've probably said enough. Ten minutes, no chance, even with some editing. Next episode, photography aim... Next episode, Photography Explained Podcast, episode 115. And yes, a listener question, and I've got some work to do on this one. This is the title. Listener question, my gear is covered in soot from the Great Dorset Steam Fair. Yeah, camera gear covered in soot from the Great Dorset Steam Fair. Thanks, Terry. Now, you wouldn't know this from hearing that, because Dorset's the county that I live in, but Terry is actually on the other side of the world. Work to do there. So Terry's getting his question answered next week. So why don't you send me a question and I will answer yours. This is what my podcast is all about. Answering your photography questions and not questions that I've dreamed up. So please get in touch with your question, whatever it is. And not only will I answer your question, but I'll give you a shout out on that episode, which is nice. And you'll actually get a shout out on the episode before when I tell everybody that I'm going to be answering your question. How do you do this? Just head over to photographyexplainedpodcast.com forward slash dart. Everything's there. Okay, I'm done. Thanks for listening to my small but perfectly formed podcast, it says here. To find out more about my podcast and do stuff to help me, check out the podcast website, which is photographyexplainedpodcast.com. This episode was brought to you by Yorkshire Tea and the last Biscoff cream biscuit in the house. Yeah, it's a sad day when I snaffled the last Biscoff cream biscuit. Not happy with that. I'll have to go and get some more. Hopefully nobody will notice. Oh, yeah, sorry. Oh, just hit the mic. Oh, yeah, sorry. And also by Canon through their help with the wonderful words in the Canon 6D manual. I've been Rick McAvoy. Thanks again very much for listening to me and for giving me 10-ish. It's nowhere near 10, is it? (laughs) 10-ish minutes of your valuable time, and I will see you on the next episode. Cheers from me, Rick. My brand new course, How to Become a Real Estate Photographer, straight talking advice for beginners to get you making money quickly and build a career, is available to buy now. Find out more at rickmacavoyphotography.com forward slash courses.